episode 11. This, Glenn, is mm. episode 11 now. Episode 11 of imagine, the More Than Mostly podcast. Imagine, okay, if I held up my 10 fingers and thumbs mm-hmm. and I had an additional thumb, mm-hmm. that'd be how many episodes we've done right wow. now. That's, if, that's, if you were slightly deformed. Well, you may say deformed. Some people might Would you say it to my face? Would you say it to my face if I had 11 oh, fingers? Probably you, not. Cause would, it would, you'd be a little bit more sort of, I don't know, mindful of my situation, wouldn't yeah, you? I would. I think I would. I don't think I'd say you're deformed. Deformed? No. Malformed? What would you say? I'd say you're special. I'd say you're special. I said and was, that'd be nice. Because yeah. I would feel, you know, would you hug me and go, you're special. Yeah, I would. I'd say, yeah. well done, you're special. For my malformed, mal- very malformed thumb. Thanks. So yeah, episode 11. Tonight, This what is this now? We're April the 17th? April 17th. Yeah, we had um, we had a great lineup tonight. We had Beck Hill. We yep. had Kevin Eldon. Yep. And we had uh, Mr. PBR. Yeah, which unfortunately we didn't have time to interview no. this evening. Uh, but we're going to share with you, as I say, interviews with uh, Beck Hill and, and Kevin Eldon. We're going to start with Beck Hill, because mm-hmm. that just feels the right way. Our first experience of Beck Hill was when we, in 2008, we took our first show to the Edinburgh Festival, The Balloon Debate. The Balloon Debate. And what did she used to do? Uh, she used to stand outside the Gilded Balloon with a megaphone, yep. announcing what shows were on, what times. We always used to hear her... <laughs> sat sat sometimes talking about our show, didn't we? Yeah, she hadn't seen it. No, she'd never fair. seen it, but she used to give it. You know, she used to praise it, which was nice. Well, she it? had it because we basically sold less than none tickets. <laughs> we didn't do very we, well there, which was bad English. Yes. So, without further ado, sit back, make yourself comfortable, and listen to Beck Hill. Beck Hill. So we're sat in the office upstairs at the theatre. We with are Beck Hill. Hi, Hello. Beck. Hi. Hello. Thanks for coming. This is your. Is it your second? Second. Hitting? Yeah. But you've done gigs for us in, in London. London I have. You? Yeah. 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 Um, out of interest, because did you start doing comedy when you were in Australia? Or? Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. And is the scene very different there, would you say, to what it is here? Yes, yes and no. Yeah. Um, the It's similar in that you get a broad range of audiences. and. Right. Um, oh, hello. Sorry, you, ah. I've just realised how creaky this chair yeah. is. I know, we, I know <laughs> we sussed this out before with Kevin, but now... Yeah. You could sit very still. <laughs> so Don't still. Move. So okay. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very, uh, it's very similar in that you get a broad range of audiences, um, and you can kind of, you can find your, your target crowd at various rooms, but there's far less rooms. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's a lot harder to get stage time. So the way it works in Australia essentially is you'll maybe get, when you start out, you'll maybe get a gig a month if you're lucky. Um, and then depending, I was, I'm lucky in that, uh, when I started out in Adelaide, um, the comedy scene is quite small, yeah. so I might get on like every couple of weeks or something. Okay, but then right. it's like a five-minute spot, so you're yeah, really yeah, not... Right. And it's the same audience, so you have to okay. do a different thing each time. Otherwise, uh, they yeah. go, well, you did this last time. Yeah. Um, so the only way you can practice your sets is you, you essentially write an hour-long show or a half-hour set, mm. and then you either do a split bill with someone or do an hour-long show really early. Like, okay. I, I think right. my, my first sort of 20-minute... Uh, I did a split bill show kind of the year after I'd started um, oh. and then the following year, my first solo show. Right. And that's normal in, in Australia. That's the only way you can get stage time is by mm. going on into the festival and doing a month of performances and learning as you do the month. And yeah. then you spend the rest of the year going, 
I've, I've got some good material now. <laughs> yeah, Whereas yeah. over here, yeah. you know, it's complete like uh, with Kevin, who mm. I'm not sure if mm. you chatted about, but, you know, yeah. you go for years and you really hone your craft yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you put on your first solo show yeah. and then you win an award. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's quite different in, in that sense. So how was that for you then, going straight in and doing something like that? Was it, Do you think it was better for you to work like that or was it harder? It's any way you know, isn't it? At that yeah, point, I, I can't really compare it to a different no. experience. Yeah. I suppose the only the only thing that makes me go, ah, oh, is because um, it. I think when I went to Edinburgh, I was like, I've got a solo show, mm. and and I thought I was quite good, mm. and it was that moment where I went, oh, everyone else here is much better than me, oh, right. and that, but it was kind. Of, I think that was necessary. I think I needed that to yeah. go. So was that your first <sighs> experience in the UK? Was doing a solo show at the Edinburgh Festival, or um, did you come over and gig before that? Did you kind of? I worked the festival uh, when I moved over um, to try and. Um, make contacts and, okay. and that's so I, I right. worked for Gilded Balloon and then that was where and I've been there ever since so yeah, it's yeah. it's like a family now um, so I've put in the hard yards is you shouting out the name of our show yes that's yes, right. yes. Like, yeah, was yeah. That, how many when years? I was spooking 2008 eight. that was, right. was that your first year you worked there yeah yeah Excellent. yeah. that was where we first remember yeah and I remember same. as well as being the background of a shot with you and CMK Amos at one point up in the uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, Gilded TV Green TV yeah that's what we were doing oh god yeah I forgot about that yeah you see so I stayed on after that and then ended up um, hosting the uh, uni, uh, Edinburgh Uni Comedy Night, which oh, right. was, I think, either run by Avalon or Off the Curb. So okay. um, for a year, I, every Tuesday, I emceed. It was just two acts. So all mm-hmm. I had to do was 10 minutes at the up top and then right. like five minutes after the interval. Nice. And it was people like Sarah Millican <laughs> and Tony Law <laughs> right. and John Richardson, like right. all these people. Excellent. And... and I totally took it for granted. Right. I was getting 50 quid a week to do that, but right. that was the only thing I was doing in Edinburgh. Okay. And then I went, well, if this is how it works in Edinburgh, imagine how amazing it is in London. Yeah. <laughs> and then essentially moved to London, went, I have to start again. Uh, yeah. I did my first gig. And then uh, when I said, can you recommend any others? He recommended a paper play gig. And I went, oh, really? oh, oh, okay. Right, building up from the bottom. Yeah. Which oh, was kind nice. of good experience in a way. Yeah. But then I suppose you had the Gilded Balloon. So you hadn't at that point you had never performed at the Gilded Balloon, obviously because you were just working there. Yeah. Front of house. Yeah. So did the Gilded Balloon then take you in with the show the following year, or was it sort of? So, yeah. So the following year, I um I'd already done a, a solo show back in Australia when I was working for B- Balloon. Oh really? Oh, um, so they, of course, yeah, because they have the thing in Australia. Yeah. Ah, um, right. Well, because I worked for them, mm. and then. But I, I, I wanted to check out Edinburgh first. Yeah, I hadn't yeah, decided yeah. if I was going to move over here for good. And uh-huh. and I also didn't know if I was ready. And then mm. by the following year, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, the show's tighter now. And I, okay. I think I could put it on. Mm. And then um, because I worked with them, I could go, hey, right. can I yeah, can yeah. I put on my Very show handy, here? Yeah. It's quite yeah. a nice way of doing it, isn't yeah, it? Really? Yeah. Sort of gradually easing your way into it. And it's been, of, yeah. I mean... It's funny because a lot of people spend a lot of money to get um, producers to book them into yeah, yeah, yeah. To good venues. And I, yeah. and that was something that I, um, I mean, I would recommend to anyone who's mm. not quite sure, mm. work work for the venue. If you if there's a mm. venue you like, work for them. Right, uh, it's yeah. hard and it doesn't pay well and it's a mm. thankless job, but you will know it in, inside out. And I mean, Craig Hill started out box office for Gilda Balloon. Did he really? Yep. Right. Yeah. Wow. How did you get to the point when you started doing your illustration stuff? Was that something that started very early on? or uh, I used to do little stuff? doodles and like put yeah. them up on, on the internet. Yeah. And then there was one that I wanted to turn into a sort of a sketch, like a where I would talk to the... Um, <laughs> yeah. I would 
do the voices of the two characters drawn on the flip chart. Okay. But then I realized I can't do voices. This is the only voice I can do. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll make their mouths move and then you'll know yeah. which one's talking. Yeah. And so I did that and it kind of worked. And I thought, oh, I need something extra. And so I sort of put in an extra moving mechanism, which was essentially the punchline. Mm. Uh, it was a character called Lazy Eye Man. He's on YouTube if anyone wants okay. to check that is out. This, so with the moving stuff, is that something you just figured out for yourself? Or yeah. did you look it up? Is there a way, of, is there sort of a thing that people do? That is that, or is that literally your own kind of from scratch creation of going, right, I'll just work out how I make that move. Yeah, I'll do that. And yeah, it's all that. it's all self, like that's all self-taught. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, I'm, I would say I was heavily influenced without realising it by right. Terry Gilliam and uh, right. oh, Monty course, Python yeah, and yeah, also yeah. Uh, uh, Neil Buchanan in Art Attack. Excellent. He used to use a lot of little th- yeah, yeah. techniques mm. like that. So I think those things kind of stuck with me. Mm. So when it yeah. came to going, I'm going to make this move, my brain just went, well, how would that work? How oh, would yeah, probably, it, yeah. 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 And that's exactly how Terry Gilliam used to work, wasn't it? Because yeah. I don't think he'd ever had any experience of animation until he was asked to do it. I'm sure that was the thing for Python. So he literally sort of learned how to do it. Hence the reason it's so sort of together just mm. to throw a little bit of fact in there because I knew it yeah. so maybe carry on pretend I didn't say it <laughs> well I'm quite excited because I'm, I'm going to do a bit tonight um, where it's a, it's a video well a, a thing that I made for Phil Nickel Oh, and yeah. uh, and there's a little animated Phil Nickel on the flip chart. Oh, okay. And I just someone pointed out to me the other day that of course he played Terry Gilliam in the BBC Holy oh, Flying Circus oh, of course um, documentary. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of feels like it's yeah, come yeah, back around. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, what's your what you up to next? Are you you got any plans for the rest of this year, comedy-wise? Or um, I've got uh, Edinburgh Fringe show, um, uh, doing Happiness up in Inverness uh, Comedy Festival and Kilkenny. I remember, okay. I think, when you came here last time. I think it was just uh, before yeah. you went up to Inverness. Right. Yeah, I think it was last about year. a year ago. Yeah, yeah. About a year yeah. Ago. yeah, I remember that. That went really well last year, didn't it? It's feel... lovely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah both. Do yeah. you get the sort of audience that are used to seeing comedy there, or is it what, what's the audience like there? Do people come? A lot of people come in Inverness. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was mixed, okay. um, so some some rooms were, were just felt like a proper good comedy night, and okay. others you kind of got the feeling that they. I ended up hosting the Ga- uh, they pronounced it Gaelic as well, just in case anyone goes it's Gaelic. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, they're, they're pronouncing it Gaelic. I hosted the Gaelic comedy uh, show, okay. which was yeah. like their top. Gallic comedians and mm. I just figured that meant ah Highland yeah. you know mm. comedians uh, no they all spoke Gallic oh, really? so, so I so I emceed this show where the entire Amazing. audience spoke oh. and understood Gallic and wow. the, the all of the comedians spoke Gallic and I so I would just have to go on after each act and go well it sounds like that went well <laughs> I think she said something about a dog you yeah. seem to laugh let's bring on the next act Brilliant. it's really hard to emcee yeah, a show yeah. where you don't speak the language and, and were they really laughing as well it must have been a really surreal situation just like I've got no idea what's yeah, going on yeah it was yeah. incredibly surreal. and to make it worse one of the one of the acts was actually an Australian who'd moved over there and learnt Gaelic so I couldn't even go yeah. oh, oh I'm Australian yeah. oh that's my excuse just no excuse the yeah. yeah that's amazing I want to do that that's Can brilliant. we do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go there and do that. Enjoy that. <laughs> we better stop there because yes. we're conscious yes. of the fact it's getting late. Mm. Thank you for talking to us, Beck, and come and talk to us again. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me. So that was Beck Hill there. Yeah. Um, do check her out on Twitter and mm-hmm. check out her website. It's a very good her website. Have you seen have you seen her website? I have it kind of follows her style, doesn't it? It's yeah. got that kind of flip chart um sort of animated animated style. It's fantastic. It's yeah. good, do check it out. Uh next up mm-hmm. we have uh Kevin Eldon. Uh, and with Kevin Eldon, it's not so much a case of what sitcoms and various comedy programs has he been in. It's more of a case of what has he not been in. Indeed, this, yeah. This guy's been in Saxondale, Alan Partridge, Black Books, 
Big Train, yeah. Scorsese films, Tim Burton films, just basically everything. But a very, very, not I say but, like he wouldn't be, but he's a fantastic, lovely guy. Yeah, really, really nice guy. Really and, nice it, guy. and it was great to see him. And again, yeah. it's another one of those instances where I think we felt privileged to have him on the bill and to be having a chat with him. Yeah, really did, yeah. Um, initially, we discussed the very squeaky nature of the chairs that we sit on. We're actually in a different room to what we normally are at this point, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are. But although we're sitting on these chairs now, they're not squeaking a lot. I no. think it's always that thing of when you're suddenly surrounded by well-known people you, you do tend to chairs. jump up and down a lot i do you? i got so excited that yeah. my chair squeaked it's like a, a jibber jabber do you remember jibber jabbers yes toys where you shake them and they've got a neck that's like the that. same as that thing where you used to i used to have this thing with the tube that you turned that was a sex toy was that, a... that was a sex i'm toy. thinking of the thing that you turn upside down and kind of went no definitely a sex... no definitely a sex that's toy a sex toy okay without further ado here we have Kevin Eldon. Kevin Eldon. We're sat here with Kevin Eldon right now. Here he is. I'm here. You can't see him, but you I'm can hear him. Chair. We've all I'm got squeaky, squeaky, squeaky chairs. chairs. Squeaky chairs. Squeaky 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 chair. <laughs> Mine's on wheels. Excellent. It's quite exciting. Really helps. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, did you start as an actor or did you start in comedy? What was your sort of route? Well, I started as a baby, actually. Oh, clever. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, I started as a failed actor, really. Oh, really? Because, or a, not even uh, having done anything actor, because I left drama school and uh, along with everyone else who leaves drama school, just, just sort of you know, spent a lot of time um, uh, not working. Yeah. Um, and uh, then I was doing uh, theatre and education and uh, leaping around uh, in primary schools being uh, the Mr. Rainbow. Uh, and um, then there was... And th- in those days, you could stay on the dole and uh, no one would sanction you. This, this is the new thing they do now, isn't it? If you've okay. been on the dole for a bit, they yeah. sanction you, which is if you turn up for an interview uh, a minute late, then they cut off your money for a week. Oh, yeah, um, I heard about that. Yes, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, this is uh, a legacy of... Uh, of the Tory government, yeah. and uh, for which they must be destroyed. <laughs> and uh, so I could do, I could get away with uh, a few months on the dole there in those days, which was good. And then, uh, anyway, um, after doing various sort of jobs, you know, packing uh, um, leaflets and delivering sandwiches and things like that, I had a couple of goes of doing stand up. Okay. And um, it was sort of late 80s, and I was. I was actually, if there is such a thing, I was actually sub Ben Elton. So I was sort of like trying to be a little bit political and uh, and fast and mouthy and it's rubbish. <laughs> and then it really was. Did you record any of it? Have you ever got I, like any No, I think so there's no, no evidence. There's no record or evidence is the better word, yeah. And then um, I came up with an idea for uh, a sort of character, uh, which was a horrible sort of... Um, slobbery, anarchy-type character, which was very de rigueur for the early 90s. And uh, that kind of went all right. I had a few good gags with that one. And um, then I uh, came runner-up in the 1991 Time Out New Act of the Year Award. I think it was number one was um, Simon Day with Tommy Cockles. And third was Alistair McGowan. Oh, right. And so then, so, yeah, it was yeah. so then, uh, and then after that, I was starting to do the circuit, and um, all I made loads of mates on the circuit, and they were at the time getting their own radio shows and and telly shows, and because I could act, you know, and they knew me, mm. they thought they might as well get me in. So I was got a little bit, to a certain extent, uh, right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So comedy was very much your way in then, really. It was. It yeah. was. It was kind of all I w- really wanted to do, really. Mm. I, because I've always been a big comedy fan, and um, and I, and I, and I've always found uh, your drama actor is can be sort of quite earnest, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some really funny ones, there's some nice ones, um, but it's all a little bit, you know, it's the hardest job in the world. You ought to understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I I um, 
I, and so uh, I always wanted to get into comedy. And I always thought that when I, when I, I realised that when I was starting to do the circuit, um, that I thought, oh, these are my people. You know, I just thought mm. they were such a wild, sort of eclectic bunch. And uh, sort of early 90s too, there were no, none of these career comedians. Uh, people mm. <laughs> did it loosely because they were loonies. <laughs> and uh, there were a lot of really sort of eccentric people about on the circuit then. And, um, and I, I just I made some friends for life. On the circuit, and uh, you know it'll be pals forever, um, and uh, so it was good to be doing uh, stand up, and and that got me into comedy acting as well, which was my preference. Mm. So was the stand up you doing? Was it sort of character based driven, or was it straight so, stand up? So I did I did the the this this guy called Kevin Boyle. I'm not even sure there's any evidence of that, except right. for in a very uh, awful uh, <laughs> Channel Four program called Packing Them In from 1992. Still waiting to hear. But another series of that, <laughs> and that was sort of a, that was with Frank Skinner and Jenny Eclair. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't drop the bombshell. It, you're not. I don't think you're going to get one. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not. And it was a. But you know, but that's probably the the nation's gain. And then <laughs> that was about us back. And I was doing that character, this Kevin Boyle character. He was a sort of, um, he was the theatre uh, um, sort of uh, uh, drudge, and Frank was the compere, and Jenny Eclair was the manageress. And then we would. Um, have a little backstage plot for the week uh, and then we would introduce actual acts from the circuit then and they okay. went on uh, and so I stuck with that for a while and and then I started doing uh, it more as myself just uh, not uh, pulling a stupid face because <laughs> I used to do it quite method and used to be in an awful awful state and all slobbery and there was a number of times where I was backstage and security tried to, to put <laughs> actually sort of say what are you doing here I was well, I'm just about to go on actually <laughs> um, but then uh, then I started doing my own stuff and then I stopped for a bit because I always got the nerves with it and I just did acting mm. but um but I've always kept going. And the, the latest character comedy, when I say latest, that started with Club Zarathustra with Simon Munnery and I have this poet character called Paul Hamilton. Right. And um, I did him in my own show, It's Kevin, and I do it hmm. um, live. And I've got a book coming out um, about oh. him uh, that'll be out in uh, August, I think. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I imagine that Paul Hamilton is my cousin, which he is. <laughs> uh, and it's my uh, biography of him. Oh, so you're writing it as a biography as opposed I, to an autobiography? Yes. So, okay. ah. so it's me, Kevin Eldon, writing um, about my cousin, Paul Hamilton. It's called My Prefect Cousin. <laughs> and it's out on Faber and Faber in August, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Dubai. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, do. Can I just say yeah. I'm just very glad to be here at Itchen at the home of the adult panto. Did, yes. you, did you know about this before you came here? Or you just found this, this out by looking at the posters? Yes, yeah. I'll do a bit of audio like, description. There's lots of posters surrounding us. Um, it, do you know, you say it, we probably are the home of the adult... Well, are we? Yeah, well, it's, we do. it's a double-edged It does sword. happen. But well, there's one called Peter Panties, <laughs> yeah. yes. which just sounds a bit unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> then there was something with Scrooge in it, which is all got at Christmas, with, but Scrooge is spelled... With an E. And there are lots of sort of young actresses with sort of quite pumped-up chests... Yes. Standing around dodgy looking blokes. But I'll be here for the <laughs> yes, next one. Yes, yeah. you just missed it. It finished yeah. last week. What was it called again? Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. It's a good pun. It yeah. runs forever here. And yeah. They love it. They Is there actual live anal on stage? It's pretty much got yeah, to it's that getting level that way. Now, <laughs> it's getting that way. <laughs> That's the, the evening show. I'm not yeah. going there. No. 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 Say that, just Phil. too far. It's like yeah. too far. Um, yeah. Out of interest, what was it like? Uh, having sort of played a lot of sort of cameos in lots of different series, when it came to doing It's Kevin, what was it like the sort of transition to something where it is very much your series? Is that a well, 
yeah, you know, I just had to work a bit harder, really. Mm. Um, but um, I think I've always been part of um, collaborative yeah, sort yeah. of setups, really, mm. uh, where um, um, I'd, I sort of have an input anyway. Uh, not always, but uh, quite often. And uh, I, my my show was exactly the same thing. It was all collaborative, and uh, and uh, it was all the people who were on it with me. I've worked before and were mates, mm. and all of the crew, more or less, I'd worked with and and uh, and had fun with over the years. Right. So it was it wasn't all that much different, really. Okay. Except yeah. of course I had to take the can if it all went hideously wrong, but I didn't care if it did. But it went all right. Yeah. Yeah. And did you write it collaboratively, or was it sort of a mixture of stuff? Or? Yeah, I did a lot. I did probably about half was uh, mine, and then there were some very good writers helped me with it. And uh, um, Paul Putner, who played me, uh, me sort of right hand studio man, he he wrote a little bit. There's two great writers called Jason Hazley and Joel Morris, okay. um, who do a lot of stuff for uh, Charlie Brooker. They're just brilliantly silly, and they've done stuff on me. Um, I'm a radio series before, and they're very good on sketches. Right. And they did a, a lot of the sketches. Um, and I, I wish I could name check some more, but there were about sort of like um, three other uh, sets of guys who bunged in a few bits here and there. And uh, basically, you know, if it was good, it went in, really. Because right. what happened was I did a pilot, and then the BBC being the BBC took about four months to decide whether to give me a series, and then gave me six months to write... <laughs> Record <laughs> right, okay. uh, and edit the whole lot. Pretty so right. really had to move. That's crazy. Had to move on it. It was a bit, but mm. it, it certainly was a massive kick up the bottom. <laughs> kick up Peter's panties. It yes. was. <laughs> That's next year's panties. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and one final thing I want to ask you. Uh, I watched your Mastermind, uh, and I'm God. a very big Beatles fan, and you're obviously a Beatles fan. Yeah. Um, how was that to do that? I mean, just we had, we had Richard Herring here last month. Yeah. So we were asking him about his Mastermind experience. Well, yes. You shouldn't have done it. He came runner up. Didn't he lose yes. by a pass yeah. or something he like did, that? He yeah. did explain that, yeah. That's but like, yeah. he was still what going was on about His that? topic was um, uh, Rasputin. Rasputin, that was it, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was like the second. Highest score of all time at that point, I think, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You did, yeah. Yeah. Did you win? I did all. Won... I didn't. I didn't massive, um, massive score. Um, it was okay. It was. I. I thought actually, I. I was very, very lucky with the general knowledge because mm. uh, they were really, really easy. They dumb them down for the so-called celebs, <laughs> and then I think there were another two of the. If I'd had two, the set two of the other guys got, I'd have got about three. Mm. And the Beatles, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I don't know what you thought. I, yeah. They were childishly easy. They were. They, they could have yeah. just asked me who was in the Beatles, basically. But they really? did once. That... Somebody chose specialist subject George Harrison, and one of the questions was, "What was the name of the supergroup with Roy Orbison?" And you're like. Uh, no, yeah, Hannah uh, the, oh, no, uh, the Trump Mulberries. Yeah, and then, but it was just like really ridiculous questions, like where are they from? You know, and I thought you were so, quite clever that you went for the music of the Beatles, yes. thus eliminating like what date did they play <laughs> Candlestick Park well, or something. Thing is, like, though, mm. yeah, that was it because it was yeah. such a massive subject for the whole of the Beatles. But yeah. I, I mean, I was I've forgotten them all now. But I had in my mind. Um, you know, who played uh, the harp on She's Leaving Home. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. had sort of uh, studio setups and, right. you know, who played what <laughs> on what track and things like that. <laughs> they were relieved when the yeah. first question comes and up. And the first oh, question okay. comes up and, you know, which one was called John Lennon, you know. Yeah. It was just <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that doesn't take away from the fact that no. it just actually being in that studio set mm. was, is just really freaky you know yeah. and it was only because the other guys who were doing it with me were so nice right and uh, and so there was no real sense of competition 
Okay. Unlike there is usually apparently in the real thing. Yeah. yeah, but this was all kind of well, it's all for charity and all that. So, but it must be the pressure when you're suddenly under that spotlight and you've got in the chair. It's in the chair, because that's such. Yeah, yeah, it is iconic. Isn't it's much it? like the chair you're sitting in right now. Very similar to this, I imagine. Well, yeah, it was yeah. very much like that. Not so squeaky though. Yeah. But I, you just yeah, there's you have to bat away a voice going master manager, master manager, master manager, and not look at uh, not a look at uh, what's his name's face. Yeah. So that's why I just picked a point in the darkness and so I could concentrate. <laughs> But I'm glad I did it. It was interesting. Out of interest, if you did the the normal mastermind, what would have been your other specialist subject if you got through yeah. to the final? I think um, I think probably elementary uh, particles. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I think probably lepton. The lepton. Okay. <laughs> Specifically. No, I wouldn't. Have done. <laughs> no. I'd have done uh, <laughs> wings. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. solo <laughs> career of the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for talking to us. Anyway, yeah, thank Kevin. you. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Squeaky chair. Squeaky chair. Squeaky chair. Buy some oil. So that was Kevin Eldon. It bloody was. He was fantastic. I just swore then. Is that okay? You can say bloody. It's fine. I've just said what, it again. What can so. I, I can say bloody. What can I? What can I not say? I think we've said everything on these podcasts. So I Fuck. don't think you can say that. Cunt. You just said that. But we are we need to censor that. Uh, fucking cunt. We're fine. Bloody fucking cunt. As long as we put explicit, mother, it's, it's fine. Mother fucking bloody fucking cunt. Well, can you I say said that? the word mother. That's gone too far, I think. Daddy fucking mother fucking bloody fucking cunt. Way too far. I think I'll just stop you there. Can I just say? Shitty fucking cunt fuck. <laughs> too much. Too much. Too much. Get off. I'm sorry. Get off the podcast. Should I go? I'll go now. Bye. Go now. Get out. I just want to explain, by the way, while David's out the room, the um, the thing I was talking about earlier, the, the this... Um, Toy thing. It made it. I, I was trying to do the noise, wasn't I? Before. Oh, oh not he's, a he's, he's, he's come back in by the not way. Not jibber Not jibber jabber. No, the tube thing that you, you turn it one way and it went. It went. It went one way up. It went. And the other way it went. That was the thing I was talking about. So for anyone out there who might know what I'm talking about, Twitter and say I understand. No one knows what the hell you're talking about. So it's not me on my own. Could you just demonstrate the sound again? That was that was it. It was that. It was. It was was called... it always in that order? If you put it well, away, I think if, if you, you went... put it away on it, would it always the next time do the up sound? Only if you turn it the right way. Only what? if you turn. You've got to turn it the other way up. So if you don't turn it the other way up, it won't make any sound. It's always really? about turning it. Yeah. What purpose did it serve? No purpose. Although I think if you shook it, it kind of went. It kind of had like it kind of did both. There we go. Exciting stuff. It's I'll find it. it. Please do. I'll find it um, at home somewhere, yeah. Pantsy fucking shitty fucking cunt. I've done a lot of swearing in this pantsy, episode. Pantsy, it sort of weakens it, so that's fine. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So basically, if you say pantsy in front of everything. Luckily, we're at the end of the podcast, so hopefully no one's listening by this I'm point. really sorry about the swearing. That's I've fine. had a couple of glasses of wine, and I'm quite tired. It is actually now uh, ten past three in the morning. Time to go home. It's time we went home. But mm. as I say, thank you for listening. To, I haven't said this, but I'm saying it now. Yeah, thank you, you for say. listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to Kevin Eldon and Beck Hill. Also, listen to our other episodes of the podcast, all available for free on iTunes. We have uh, Phil Kay, Richard Herring, Norman Lovett, just Jay um, Foreman, Jay Foreman that's Sean a, Hughes. Yeah. I can't think of any others. Lots of people, lots yeah. of very well known comedians. And now Kevin Eldon and Beck Hill. So, another two people to add to the fantastic people that we've auditioned I was going to say interviewed in the past I we've say. not auditioned we've never no, auditioned that was, that was nice um, also next month should you be listening to this in chronological order we have um, Ho- uh, Hattie Hayridge who is the female Holly in Red Dwarf and various other people so come, come just come down don't just listen to the podcast come and meet these people and exactly. see these people and enjoy them check them out mostlycomedy.co.uk yes um, we're going to go now because yes. it's late and, it, and we're 
but we're basically gabbling now. We are. Um, but thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll have your ears listening to us yet again. Look forward to it. I look forward to that. Bye.